Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the 99%. My name is Jesse Vondracek, and I'm here with Elliot. Hey, everybody. Elliot Bassett, Mountain Endurance. Uh, MTNendurance.com is the best way to find me. And Marilyn? Hey, everybody. Marilyn Chicota. You can find everything with me at mcc.coach. Happy to be here, guys. Um, and I don't want to do a huge amount of updates, but Marilyn, you are racing this weekend. How are you feeling? I am. I'm going to St. George. My group convinced me to do a 70.3 with them. So I'm excited to get out there with them. The goal is just to survive it. Uh, it's been a long time. So yeah, excited to get out there and have some fun with them. Awesome. Elliot, anything new and exciting in your life you want to share with the world? Uh, I can do 15 really good form pull-ups with minimal effort now without back pain. So that's where I'm at as of last night. I don't know how many I could do max, but with perfect form with no, no real trying, that's where I'm at. So I think if I get to 25, I'll stop lifting again. So. Awesome. Congrats. Thanks. Um, and what's going on? I'm what's just going on. Yeah. In Switzerland world. Well, it is starting to warm up. The outdoor pool near me is, is open officially as of this weekend, which is pretty exciting. And yeah, spring, spring is uh, what's new in my world, which is, yeah, it's, uh, it's really good to have. I didn't really have much of a spring in Tucson. It's already like a hundred degrees there. And that's kind of what I'm used to. So this whole like changing season slowly thing is, is a little bit of a shocker here. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's still hot. <laughs> Yeah, still hot there. Um, so, you know, we're going to get to talking about doping and triathlon, but in, in order to lead in, I want to give you guys a little bit of a background story on me. And that is that recently I just had this whole bike debacle and I was kind of confused what was going on. I was like, these people are like trying to like help me out here, I think. And so I'm talking to Marilyn and I'm like, Marilyn, you know, here's the story of my bike. You know, what's going on here? They are these people trying to help me and Marilyn kind of like, you know, from across the world smacks me in the head. And she's like, no, you're an idiot. These people are like not trying to help you. These are the people that stole your bike from you kind of trying to now wrangle you for money for it. And so, you know, to make a long story longer, it's just kind of, you know, I'm a little bit blonde or just maybe a little bit naive in how the world works sometimes. And that was a, my approach to sport when I got into triathlon, you know, um, a long, long, long time ago. And this kind of came to a head to me the first time I was spectating a race that I kind of traveled to. It was a big deal to go. I, I went to St. George and actually met Elliot there to watch the race in 2010, I believe. And it happened. Yeah, yeah. Inaugural year. And we were watching and you know, we were cheering, you know, um, we had a bunch of people we knew in the race, we we're cheering for everybody. And all of a sudden, you know, we're, this, there's a guy coming up and, you know, Elliot, if you're the people stop cheering and I'm like, I'm still cheering. Like, look, and I kind of lean over to Elliot. I'm like, Elliot, what, what's going on? Why, why are we cheering for this guy anymore? And Elliot launches into a story about how this guy kind of served a doping penalty in a different sport and maybe even got kicked out of like cycling and just kind of came over and triathlon welcomed him in with open arms. And that was a big kind of turning point in my understanding of, of how triathlon worked because in my head, 
like doping was reserved for, you know, people hitting home runs or people riding in the tour. This wasn't something that happened in triathlon, but kind of then and there watching, it was like, yeah, kind of a smack in the face that that was the, could be potentially be the people I'd be racing against and is people I've been racing against ever since then kind of in the mix um, is people that either are doping or have doped. And so I guess the point of that story is, is that it is a part of our sport and whether or not we kind of turn a blind eye or just pull a Jesse and don't even understand that it's a thing. Um, I think it's good to just be aware of the fact that like, number one, it's always been a thing. So any, anything new right now or news that that's going on isn't, isn't new, right? We've all seen it. I know like it's been, it, it was around when Maryland was racing, even before then there was, there was actually triathlon before then. It's crazy to think it's been around that long. I'm not um, that old. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's rude. You apologize. <laughs> so old. <laughs> No, Maryland, I like the same age, so it's all <laughs> jokes. Um, but yeah, I guess that is that is kind of just what I wanted to lead with is that, you know, this is not new and it has been around for a long time. But I think the the silver lining of that, though, is that it is a small percent, right? And I think that's, you know, one thing that Elliot kind of wanted to touch on is that it is not everyone in our sport. And I it think... Um, that race in particular that I believe the people who ended up in second, third and fourth place, we have all either lived with, or I, I think I've coached all of them uh, at some point. And I'm pretty damn sure all of them are clean, you know? And, and like in, in some case, like we're talking about spending extensive amount of time uh, between the three of us. And it's like nothing beyond a shadow of a doubt for a really long time. And I think that's really important to know. I mean, I currently live with someone who's who's tested more regularly than basically any long course athlete in the world, racing at a very high level. Um, and, you know, we don't even usually spring for the organic groceries, let alone drugs we certainly don't understand. And that's how a large majority of the, of the front end of the sport works. But we're also not oblivious, right? And, and I think that's the thing that most people have to keep in mind that most of this sport is clean. Yeah, you definitely can't stand on every start line thinking about that. You know, if you if that's the way you go about it, you're going to be defeated before you ever start. I mean, it's really when you look at our sport, the amount of money and the amount of, um, you know, what's being achieved as far as paces and times are all still within very clean striking distance. In other words, you know, when you see things like in, in NFL and in baseball and these things where it looks like it's out, the, the money is just astronomical, millions and millions of dollars. And there is also, you know, they're achieving things that, that seem to be outside of normal human performance. That's when, you know, it's, it's a whole different ball game altogether, literally. Right. In triathlon, I, Again, like you said, Elliot, we know personally a lot of the people at the top of this sport have spent a significant amount of time with them, not only training, but living. And I can say that I feel like most of them have a lot of integrity and love for the sport. And it's still a sport that comes with people who really want to do the right thing and race each other clean. So it's important. I think when this stuff comes out, 
it's easy to get on the bandwagon and and throw your hands in the air and and really I've heard a lot of people say well now every time I stand on a start line I'm going to just it's almost like they cave in I'm only racing people who are doped so what's the point anymore and I I think people need to believe that yes it's out there not be naive right Jesse I'm your street smarts backer here so I'm definitely not naive but I also believe that our sport in general is filled with a lot of people with a lot of integrity and there is the small percentage of course and there's going to be that anywhere right anywhere there's a prize on the line or there's something at stake you're going to get those people but hopefully as a whole as a community we talked about this before we started um, recording is we can make people aware of how we can all play a part in keeping that integrity in our sport and, and that comes from awareness, the WADA list, right? That's published and published every year and updated. What is it that is illegal and not illegal? It's your responsibility as athletes to know that. And Jess, you talked about there's a lot of websites out there that as a community where we can take this small percentage of people that we might be suspicious of and keep our, keep our sport clean. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that, you know, there's, there's never going to be enough random testing or a large enough testing pool of people to, to really enforce this on its own. Right. Especially with the money in triathlon, the way it is right now, you know, there's not enough prize money. Therefore there's not enough money in the regulatory process to put the entire professional field on whereabouts so that we all get tested. And to that point, you know, I've been racing for a decade and a half professionally and I've been tested zero times. You know, I've been in the top 10 a handful of times and, um, you know, never received an in-competition or out-of-competition test, which uh, is kind of, it makes me a little bit sad. Like you'd think at some point I would just be the random pro that gets the test, um, but still hasn't happened. Maybe someday. Um, And the whole point of this is though, is that there are places you can go in order to report someone and you know, you're just reporting what you think, right? And you, you're probably not, <laughs> you're probably not shooting, have a video evidence of someone shooting a vial that says EPO, right? Elliot, it's probably not what you have. Um, but you, if you think something or you have a suspicion of something, you can go to the Ironman website and I'll put a link to this in the show notes. And they have a place where you can send them an email or file a report. They have a link on the WADA website, again, where you can file a report or submit an email. And there's ways to do this anonymously if you're submitting a report there. And um, and I think there are others that Elliot can get into in a little bit. But, but point being, if you're suspect of someone, then I think it's your duty to, to help maintain the integrity of our, of our community to try and report them. And you know, maybe you don't have concrete evidence, maybe you just have what you think, but if there are 20 people that have that same thought about someone and they're all doing the right thing and reporting, then maybe that person will then get a drug test. And if they're clean, then great. They've lost 30 minutes of their day for a, a drug test. And I, I'm sure that all athletes are willing to give up 30 minutes of their day once in a while in order to promote clean sport. I think that's the sentiment of our entire athletic community. And, and again, I think it's kind of, it's our duty to help enforce that and maintain integrity ourselves because yeah, the regulatory agency isn't going to be able to do it on their own. So there are places you can go to report this. And, and I think taking an action like reporting that, you know, again, worst case scenario leads to a drug test is, 
is so much more productive than in like you know forming like talking about someone on social media or just getting a group of people together and talk about it behind their back like that does no good except spreading rumors right if someone fails a drug test then great then they're they've been caught with doping and then we can accuse them of something but until then then that's just kind of hearsay and and again that's what maybe filing a report can do is get the drug test to maybe prove what you think or say hey they're clean great um elliot was there some other places you know of that they can report to yeah, uh, it's reveal.sport, and then there's a whole thing you can fill out. So R-E-V-E-A-L, period, S-P-O-R-T. Um, and then you can fill in, and it, and it basically gives you as, you know, you can stay anonymous, you can not stay anonymous, you can give reasons why. And of course, you know, I, I encourage people to kind of like, <laughs> don't mess around with this, please. You know, we want to use it for things that seem credible. Um, if you don't have to see someone using drugs, but if you hear enough, you know, where there's smoke, there's often fire. And I think that's the thing that in this sport, there's not a lot of smoke anywhere. And a lot of times, I mean, there's only been a handful of doping positives in this sport and every single one of every person you can think of in the last 10, 15 years, who's somehow tested positive or caught cutting a course, I already knew about it before it happened. You know, and it was because there was smoke all over those people. Um, we don't need to name specific names, but <clears throat> there's plenty of things like that. Like, not sorry, there's not plenty of things. There's a handful of people who this has happened to. And I think that's the really big thing. I, I just want to keep reiterating. We want to report these people um, as best we can. And then we want to kind of like let justice take to its thing. And that takes time. And in the meantime, just keep being clean and recognize that there's a lot of really hardworking people in this sport who are just kind of grinding it out and doing it the right way. And they've been doing it like that for years. Um, and I, you know, I think that's kind of cool. And I'm assuming all of us at some point, uh, I, I wanted to touch on this earlier from your opening, Jesse, you were saying, Oh, I'd never really thought about drugs. And I was thinking, I was like three years into the sport and I heard rumors that I was on drugs because I've, you know, trained a lot. And then you go to some small races and a lot of times it's just someone jealous and they don't know the background stories. And I, I certainly remember hearing like the first time somebody thought Ben was on drugs and it was because they were mad that they lost to him, you know? So there's always going to be rumors like that. And I think a lot of times if you hang out long enough, you're going to hear, Oh, so-and-so is on drugs and, and then you like dig into their history and they're like, that doesn't really track. They've just been working really hard for a long time. Um, and most of the stories in Tropham, that's what it is. It's just somebody who really likes swimming, biking and running and putting in the work. And so if you have a real reason to report, by all means do reveal dot sport. And then what was yours, Jesse? Say it uh, again. Just write it, write it WADA and or Ironman. They both have places and I'll put all three of these in the show notes. Yeah, I think that is the most, you know, you want to be careful. I mean, all testing is good testing, but some of these, some of them are driven by a corporation. And so they might be uh, weighted one way or the other based on finances or just politics in general. So WADA is the, is the 
worldwide anti-doping association and that covers all sports and so if you're really serious and you really have a serious suspicion of something that is your best place to go that's where all the ban the you know the, the list is constantly updated and as athletes it's of as all athletes it's your responsibility to know what's on that list and that can be everything from inhalers and cold medications painkillers um supplements that if you it, it's even as much as say you take some kind of vitamins or herbal supplements you need to know if their factory is water safe so even if the product claims that they're clean is the factory that they are made in because a lot of these supplement uh, companies they share factories with other supplement countries companies. And so you need to make sure that the factory is water approved and so that there's no cross contamination and that, you know, you'll see people come out with a positive drug test and they say, you know, it, oh, it was a supplement I was taking, or it was a, you know, product I was using. Well, was it, was it waterproof? Was the factory waterproof? Do you know the list? Like these are your responsibility or the medications you're taking, uh, you know, have you followed the steps as far as, as, you know, making sure that they're all safe and that they're not a banned substance and if they are medically needed that you go through the proper steps with your physician and reporting everything um so these types of things are athlete responsibility and and the more we can educate people on that what do you do if you suspect someone how do you handle it as athlete so that you personally make sure that you're taking the right steps to to keep the sport clean then you know we keep this and we keep the same level of integrity in our sport for as long as we can and hopefully forever right yeah and yeah, and, and i'll say as coaches as well it's our responsibility to make sure our athletes know that so if if an athlete comes to us with with a question about something we need to say hey like you need to check this out on the water list or you know you guys can do it together but it's definitely our job to make sure we're steering athletes in the right direction uh and not just like saying oh like maybe you know, like the WADA list is a great place to go. And also there's a website called Globodrome, which I'll also put in the show notes, which you can type in the exact product that you're taking and the sport you're in. And it'll help you assess out if you can use it in competition, out of competition, how much you can take. And I think all these are really good resources that we have to know about and we have to be using, even if it is something as simple as an over-the-counter supplement or something like that, that you know, maybe is totally fine if you're just walking around, but maybe not totally fine if you're competing in a professional sporting event. So that is, like Marilyn said, it's on the athlete in order to know this. And it's it's not, you know, you don't get a free pass for saying, I didn't know. It's like, if you don't know the speed limit, but you're driving over it, you're still in trouble. And that's how this works too, right? If you get busted, it's your fault. You need to know this. Yeah, this it's right up there with... I'm sorry. I was going to say it's right up there with like when you miss three tests, like missing a test can happen in the way you fill out whereabouts, et cetera. But if you're consistently misfilling out whereabouts, like most every single, like it's really hard to miss three tests. Um, there's only one time anyone I've ever coached has missed a test. And like, I've had multiple people on whereabouts and they were absolutely panicked. You know, they didn't do anything wrong. They just like weren't there at the right hour. And it was like, you know, they were there 15 minutes later, but then it counted as a missed test. And it was just like one of those things where it was like every single day they were just in a panic because they're like, well, I don't want anyone to know I had two of these because I want to be tested, you know, and then you look through their testing history and like, oh, they're testing a lot. Um, <clears throat> and it's kind of that, that same thing, filling out whereabouts appropriately 
and knowing what you're taking in is all a part of it. And Marilyn, you were talking about the stuff. There's a lot of uh, protein. Well, I guess it's usually a protein powder, but it could be any sort of supplement and it's, they'll have a safe sport certified um, certificate or logo. And basically- A lot of, a lot of certified, the, not safe sport. Well, there's a, maybe that's in Canada. Anyways, I, <laughs> um, the whole point is like, there'll be, there'll be a little symbol and you can look it up online and, and, and it's just saying that that facility is clean. And if for whatever reason you are tested positive, from that supplement, they have back samples to go through that and basically prove the validity of that. And that's, that's the best way to stay safe and clean. So. It is too, even, even some things that you might not suspect, there is a lot of herbal supplements out there that when they have the same effect as banned substances. And so, you know, you really need to be aware of those types of things. Like ephedrine is not legal to use as athletes and something like a, um, the herbal supplement reishi mushroom will test the same and has the same effect as, as um, ephedrine. So there's these types of things. It's basically, if you're an athlete, it's your responsibility to make sure that anything that you're taking in, you know, that it's, you're, you're, you're doing the right thing. I mean, if you, you can look yourself in the mirror and say, am I doing the right thing? Then, you know, that's, or if you're trying to cut corners and cut edges and you're even questioning that your mind, then you should probably shouldn't be using it or taking it. And of course there's everything. Those are the very small things that we're just trying to help people be aware of, but there's then the very obvious big things. And if you know that you're part, part of that, then, then you really have some, some personal reflection to do. That's for sure. <laughs> Thank you for putting that lightly, Marilyn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. And, you know, I want to keep this a nice short episode. I think there's been a lot of chat about drugs going on right now, and I don't want to just add a bunch of fuel to that fire and just kind of, you know, reiterate the fact that our sport is mostly clean and it's up to us to keep it that way. And, you know, by, by, you know, leading our, ourselves with integrity and the athletes we coach and, and try and kind of help maintain that in our community. Um, you understand I'm trying to say, even if the words didn't come out in the right order there. Um, but, <laughs> and, and yeah, and again, if you see something, I think it is our duty to say something and say it in an appropriate manner as in like file a report with WADA and, and let them know. And one last time to repeat what Marilyn said earlier, most, damn near all of the performances that we've seen in triathlon. Um, sure, a few of them were achieved unethically, but most of them are fully in the range of what a human being is capable of swimming, biking, and running in a row. And I think we just kind of need to keep that in mind. Maybe your personal physiology listening to this is not going to be able to be a world champion, but that doesn't mean that you can't probably be a better version of yourself. Um, and, and there's a lot of people who are working really hard doing things uh, as cleanly as possible. And that's in, in all three of our experiences, we've met a lot of people who've been very successful on the world stage. And I think I'm safe to say for speaking for all of us, all of, all of those people were doing it as cleanly, as ethically as possible. Um, and I think that's the, the main thing. So like you certainly can compete. And I, I think the only, only thing I'll add to the conversation is, 
you know, if we're going to do something as a whole, as a community, and people are really want to push something on social media and, and push down a door to make a difference with this, it would be to push the big governing bodies to invest in money to, to have, I know tests are expensive. I mean, you get one tester who goes to an area and they test 10 different athletes because it's expensive. Each one of these tests costs them a lot of money. So if we're going to push somewhere, do the right thing as an athlete, do the right thing as far as reporting things that you suspect. But if you're going to push for something, push the governing bodies to invest more money that every single professional athlete or even the, the top amateur athletes, that they are, the money is there to test more regularly. There's more tests at the finish lines. There's more tests randomly outside of sport and not just, you know, like you said, Jesse, you've been competing this long. You've never been tested, right? So if we're going to make a storm, and create, let's say, some picket fences and get out there and scream and stomp our feet, we already know someone's guilty. There's no point in just trashing them. They already said that they're guilty and, you know, they're, they're going to pay the, pay the repercussions. Let's actually invest that energy in an area where it's going to make a difference in our sport. And it's pushing the governing bodies to actually come up with the money somewhere to where all professional athletes are tested in some way a couple times a year they're taking money, then they should be tested. And it should be everybody who owns a pro license. And so it, to me, that would be the one thing I'd add to this conversation. If you are going to scream and stomp your feet, that's in the direction that it should be. Yeah. And I, um, the draft legal, the Olympic world has a, in the United States in particular, has a heck of a lot more testing than the non-draft world, there's a ton of people who are people who are listening to this who are, are thinking the XYZ is a world-class athlete and they're not even on whereabouts. And then there's a ton of people that you've probably never heard of who are ranked like somewhere between 20th and 100th in the world in draft legal and they're getting tested five to 10 times a year. And they're tested like that for years. Like Erica, who I live with, the least amount of tests she's had since 2017 is six out of competition. That's the least. And then we look at like, some other people we know who, who've been on podiums at world championships and they haven't been tested out of competition in years. And you're just kind of scratching your head thinking like, okay, we know they're clean. So that's okay for us. But most people don't know that. Most people don't know these people. They haven't spent time with these people. And I think that's really what we're hoping for is like, we would love long course to have double the testings. Probably. I mean, we probably need quadruple at a minimum of the testing. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it makes our sport more professional, right? Where we're at now, it's kind of like pro amateur sports because, you know, it's like the Wild West. But we, sh I think you're right. We should all be on whereabouts and we should all be tested, you know, at least a few times a year out of competition. So that would be a great change to see. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, team. I think all right. It's good for us to have a little input in this a little voice like you said Jesse not something that we don't need to beat a dead horse that's already out there but I appreciate the opportunity to have a tiny voice in it and, and hopefully give people just a little bit more information knowledge and tools to to play a positive part in keeping our sport sport clean and and moving in the right direction and eat your Wheaties it's the best way to win <laughs> all right thank you guys cheers thanks have a good one <laughs> What was that on time, 30?